Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome in to another episode of Photo Taco on the Improved Photography Network. I'm your host Jeff Harmon and thanks for spending a few minutes of your day with me. In this episode, I'm going to provide the results of my hands-on review of the new version of Lightroom that Adobe released in late October 2017. I know there are many of you out there who hold off updating your software until you get the good to go from me, so let me not beat around the bush and state it right up front, and in case you missed it in the last roundtable episode, as of early November 2017, my advice is that anyone who relies upon Lightroom for their business delay updating because there are a lot of bugs that have been reported for both Lightroom Classic CC and the all-new Lightroom CC, and we're going to go over those two things in a lot of detail. Neither one of them is ready for professional use. It saddens me that I have to give a wait-to-upgrade rating because there are some really promising things in both software packages, but they're just not ready. Now, with that said, let's get started with what has changed. Everyone buckle up because this is probably going to be a little bit longer episode. I just have so many thoughts and I'm going to break them up into a couple of episodes, but uh, there's a lot I want to get to in this one. So Adobe had their Max conference at the end of October 2017 when they released changes and launched new software up for all types of created content makers. Lightroom updates were among those announced and many in the photography industry, including myself, and my idea of adding a cold module to Lightroom. We were hoping and asking Adobe to focus their efforts on performance improvements over adding any new features to the product. We really wanted them to do a full rewrite of the software from the ground up because it was pretty clear that the dated technology platform, the foundations of the software, were probably contributing to the limited performance possibilities. I mean, you have software like Photo Mechanic showing us what's possible with regard to how blazingly fast culling can be done. And it turns out that we got the rewrite, just not the way we wanted it. And since the announcement of the products, I've been buried by questions from listeners, many who are hobbyist photographers like me, and have been running Lightroom 6 standalone, or what, what, what uh, Adobe calls a perpetual license. So let's start with what Adobe's changed and how it is the Creative Cloud works. Adobe now offers two Lightroom programs that you can run on your computer. And staying true to form with Adobe, the naming of the programs is kind of confusing. There's Lightroom Classic CC and Lightroom CC. So the only difference, the word classic in between the two words, and that makes it super confusing. So in this episode, just to try to keep it straight, I'm going to call the new one, the new all-new Lightroom CC, the all-new Lightroom CC, and then Lightroom Classic for the, the one that we're used to and is kind of continuing on with what Lightroom 6 and Lightroom 5 and Lightroom 4, that whole path is continuing on there. So Lightroom Classic CC, it's the same program we've been using. It's now updated to version 7 with the name Classic, though, it's made a lot of people worry about what the future of this program might be. Like maybe Lightroom Classic is on life support right now and Adobe's kind of hovering their hand over the plug and they're going to pull on it at some not too distant point in the future and we're all going to be forced over to the all new Lightroom CC. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, the all new Lightroom CC, which replicates kind of the Lightroom mobile experience on your desktop 
is that rewrite of, of uh, Lightroom that we wanted. So it's built on current technology and it's delivering a whole lot of those significant performance advantages that we want. Um, it's, it's also very specifically built to leverage the internet. And that's kind of a big deal too because Lightroom Classic or the other versions of Lightroom we've had up till now, they really weren't. They Lightroom came out well before the internet was really a big thing. And they've bolted some stuff into it. There's some some places where the internet comes into play. Like you can sync a collection out to Lightroom Mobile if you are a Creative Cloud subscriber. And that's great. I love that functionality, but that's really kind of all there was. And Adobe really wanted to make a bigger, uh, a bigger integration there with the internet, leverage the power of the internet in Lightroom. And that's what they've tried to do in Lightroom CC the all new Lightroom CC, although there are some challenges with that. And I'm definitely going to go over that in a, in a great deal. Now, I, I have a whole lot of thoughts on where the future is going with this, with what classic name means and, and where, where I think Adobe is going or should be going. And I don't have time in this episode to go over them. So we're going to limit my, my thoughts here to kind of what we have and, and what we know about the new software. And I'm going to save that discussion on a future for the, what the future is going to lead for a future episode. So double future there. <laughs> All right. One of the notable changes Adobe announced that I know has caused a lot of concern with my fellow hobbyist photographers is the perpetual licensing option is no longer available. We kind of thought this was coming and they did do it. There will never be a Lightroom 7 that you can pay for a single time and own and operate forever from that point on. If you want the new features of Lightroom that are coming out from Adobe, you now have no other option than to pay the $10 a month to get the photographer's plan and become a Creative Cloud subscriber. With that, you get the latest version of Lightroom, and there's some pl a plan that includes both versions of Lightroom and Photoshop. And you can still buy a perpetual license of Lightroom version 6, but there'll be no more features added to Lightroom 6. It's been that way for, for quite a while now. Now, the thing that Lightroom 6 is getting updated on are camera and lens support. Uh, version 6.13 was released with all the rest of these changes, and it adds support for the Nikon D850, for example. What's not clear, though, is how long Adobe plans to maintain that. I think it's highly likely that they're not. They're, uh, they're going to want to move everybody over to the Creative Cloud and that's kind of the last thing to move over so that they encourage people to go there. So they may offer Lightroom 6 perpetual licensing for a long time, but they uh, I can see them stopping support even of, of new cameras and lenses to make people move over. They're going to make more money off of us that way, and that's what they're after. Adobe is trying to make money. All right, the first thing then that I hear from photographers now that there's no more perpetual licensing there's a whole bunch of hobbyists that are faced with the decision about what they're going to do. And, and there's confusion about what creative cloud actually is. And uh, so I wanted to kind of outline exactly how it's supposed to work. Uh, and I say supposed to because I've seen issues. I've seen bugs where it hasn't worked flawlessly. Even though I'm a creative cloud subscriber, I have seen instances where I have been blocked from running Lightroom or Photoshop and that's telling me that I, I need to log in again. And it's kind of, it's super frustrating when it happens, but here's how it's supposed to work. As a Creative Cloud subscriber, you download and install Lightroom to your local desktop computer, just like everything, all the Lightroom experience you've had to date. Lightroom 6, it works exactly the same way with software running on your computer. 
Lightroom is not running in the browser, which I've had that question a ton. People kind of confuse it and think that because you're, it's Creative Cloud, that means you now run Lightroom in your browser, and that's just not the case. It might be someday. They might get there someday. I could see that being an advantage for them on like a support front because it's much easier to support that kind of a, an architecture than uh, having all the local things on your computer become a, a potential problem. But uh, it's not the case today. You, you download and run the software just like you do in Lightroom 6. Uh, this is also true, actually, with the all-new Lightroom CC. It's still a program that you run on your local computer, not something you run in your browser. And uh, there's some different licensing terms around it that we're going to go through in detail. But both for both software, both uh, Lightroom Classic and the all-new Lightroom CC, you still run it on your computer. The second thing is that Lightroom Classic CC or Lightroom CC, um, it doesn't mean you have to have an internet connection the entire time you use it. You can run the software on your computer without an internet connection. Lightroom Classic CC works exactly like Lightroom 6, where you catalog photos from your computer hard drive and you run the software even if you're in the middle of the ocean with uh, no possible way to connect to the internet. Now that said, Lightroom Classic CC does attempt every time you run the program to validate you are a currently paid subscriber, or at least daily it tries to make sure. You may not have it every day. If, if today it's already checked and said, yep, you're you're paid, then uh, then it may not check from the, from the rest of that day. But it checks very, very frequently. And if you don't make that internet connection, um, there's a defined grace period that Adobe has where it will continue to work. Uh, it's just going to start nagging you to say, you really got to get connected to the internet soon or you're going to lose your functionality in Lightroom. And uh, I'm not going to go through all the details because there's multiple stages and levels about how this works. But uh, roughly you get 129 days without an internet connection where you can still use the software. And um, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to exactly how that works and how Adobe starts to pester you. But you can run it for that long without an internet connection and still have full functionality. When the 129 days has passed, if it doesn't get to check in with Mothership Adobe, then the Lightroom uh, program becomes kind of read-only, makes it so you can't do any photo editing, any retouching, any of the post-processing work inside of the software. It, it, the library, slideshow, web, book, and print modules will all still work, but everything else is kind of read-only, and you can't do anything more than just kind of look through the edits that you've done. Photoshop, on the other hand, uh, kind of has the same timeframes, but when the time is over, it just won't run anymore. You can't even run the program, and that's because there's not really a read-only for it. So you can check out the grace period notes in the show notes, the link there, if you want to find out more information about how that works. But there's kind of another side to this story, and that's regarding um, if Lightroom does have an internet connection to the internet when it checks, and you stop paying your subscription, you decide you don't want that expense anymore, Lightroom will turn off immediately. As soon as the days run out for what you've paid for, so if you paid for this month in November 2017, as I'm recording this, if you paid for November, but you decide to stop paying, then on December 1st, when you run Lightroom, and if it can connect to the internet and check, on December 1st, it will go to that read-only mode. You don't get 129 days to you continue using Lightroom even though you haven't paid, if it can get the internet connection and validate that you are no longer a paid subscriber, then it will revert to that read-only mode immediately. So that's kind of how the Creative Cloud licensing works as far as an internet connection goes. 
Okay, so let's go over a little bit more about how the new Lightroom CC works differently than the Lightroom we're all used to. The UI is really different to start with. If uh, you've ever used Lightroom Mobile, the really good Lightroom Mobile application on a phone or a tablet, then you're already familiar with it. You've seen what it kind of looks like because it's, it's bringing that experience to your desktop. It doesn't have all the features that Lightroom Classic does yet, but most of them will come. Adobe's already said they have plans to bring a huge portion of that functionality over into the software. It's just gonna take them some time to get there. And um, it also has some new features that Lightroom Classic does not have. And Adobe's made it really clear, it will never have those new features. One of the biggest being Sensei that Jim raved about in the last IP podcast. And it makes search work more like search probably always should have. Uses some AI to be able to find photos based on keywords. The idea being that as you use the new Lightroom CC, you don't have to mess around with keywords anymore or really don't need as much in the way of cataloging because Sensei is going to be able to, based on your search criteria, find the photos that match. And the demos they did were very impressive. I don't have enough experience with it to say if I've been able to replicate that functionality, but uh, it, it's a very promising technology and it will never be in Lightroom Classic. They made that pretty clear. Fact, Lightroom Classic is not going to be getting any more internet features. So uh, the capabilities that it has today to sync a catalog out to Lightroom Mobile, that's kind of where it's gonna end. Their, Adobe is going to continue developing new internet-based features and they're always gonna go into the all new Lightroom CC. They are not gonna go into Classic. So it's kind of something to be aware of. Now I really want to use the all new Lightroom CC. I really think it's a promising way to go. I don't even mind the way that the new UI is. I think it's fine, but I can't use the software for two reasons. And I'm gonna go through both of those so that everyone kind of understands at least why I think it's not something I can use today. And, uh, and you're going to be able to make your own choices about how you want to do it. Because I know a lot of people are kind of in this limbo land right now. I'm not sure where you're going to, which one you're going to use going forward. So currently, the all-new Lightroom CC, and this is my first problem with the software, it syncs every photo you have to the cloud. Every photo that you bring into Lightroom CC syncs to the cloud. There is no ability to, to uh, kind of selectively say which ones you want to go which is how we're used to doing in Lightroom Classic today, we can you know, put photos into a collection and they whatever's in that collection goes up. So we have a lot of control over what uh, which photos end up in the cloud. Here's a direct quote from Tom Hogarty, uh, the pro director of product management for all things photography at Adobe. He said, for this 1.0 release, and he's talking here about the all new Lightroom CC, Everything imported is intended to upload to Creative Cloud. We clearly understand that there are situations where a customer would not want all of their images uploaded to Creative Cloud. So let's talk about those situations and how we can address them. In the case where a customer doesn't want any images in the Creative Cloud, Lightroom Classic is and will continue to be an excellent workflow choice. So to understand why that won't work for me, and I suspect anyone who actually does much at all with photography, we need to go over the Creative Cloud options because they've changed. There used to be only a couple of choices. You really had, there were more than two, but Photographer's Plan was $10 a month. You got Lightroom and Photoshop. And then the All Apps Plan that was $50 a month gave you access to all the Adobe apps. 
Well, now we have four, and we need to kind of go through the four and what they are. So the first option, option one, is called Photographer's Plan 20 Gigabytes. And it's the closest to what you have already if you're a Creative Cloud Photography Plan subscriber. So with this plan, you get Lightroom Classic CC, you get Photoshop CC, and you get the all-new Lightroom CC if you want to. But you only get 20 gigabytes of online cloud storage. 20 gigabytes. And that's just not enough. <laughs> I mean, think about how many of out there have memory cards that are 32 gig or 64 gig or 128 gig. You couldn't even load a full session that fills up one of those cards into the all new Lightroom CC with that tiny amount of space. So that's a problem. This plan stays at the $10 a month, but if you need more storage, and who wouldn't need more storage, even if you are the lightest of, of hobbyist photographers not generating tons of content, you're definitely generating more than 20 gigabytes in a year, uh, it, probably even in a month, you're generating more than that. And so there are options to add storage to the plan where it's $10 per terabyte per month. Uh, so if you and and that's kind of what's the option number two, that's the, the second plan that they offered. Same as the first plan, but instead of being limited to 20 gigabytes, you get one terabyte. That's much, much better. Uh, there might be quite a number of hobbyist photographers whose photo library would fit within that one terabyte space. And so it, the price of that plan doubles because you had the $10 a month to get access to the, the programs, the Lightroom, the two Lightrooms and Photoshop, and then you have to add another $10 to get that one terabyte of storage. So you end up paying $20 a month. You can add more storage, again, at $10 per terabyte per month from there. Third option is called the Lightroom CC plan one terabyte. This plan is $10 a month, but you only get access to the all new Lightroom CC. So there's no Lightroom Classic and there's no Photoshop. It's only the Lightroom CC, the all new Lightroom CC and a terabyte of cloud storage. Um, so that's the third option. The fourth option is the kind of similar to the option that's been around for a long time. The All Apps Creative Cloud subscription gives you access to 20 plus creative applications that Adobe offers, you know, the illustrators and the video editing and sound editing, all those, all those programs and 100 gig. So you don't even get a full terabyte with that plan. You get 100 gigabytes of cloud storage, which again, would go really super fast. And then you can add up to 10 terabytes if you by paying $10 per terabyte per month. All right, so of those plans, as a hobbyist photographer, I plan to stick with option one, the same kind of plan I've had the whole time. Photographers plan 20 gig, and here's why. Even as a hobbyist, my library won't fit into any of those plans without paying for extra storage. So as I record this episode, I have nearly 83,000 photos in my catalog, and it actually takes up in storage nearly four terabytes. So any plan I'd have would need to have four terabytes of data if I intended to use the all-new Lightroom CC. So under option one, I would pay the $10 to get access to classic all-new Lightroom CC and Photoshop, and then I'd have to add four terabytes at $40 and get a total of $50 a month just to, to be able to use Lightroom CC. And I've heard others point out 
this isn't so bad when you consider the fact that now this is your backup too of your photos. And that's sort of true. I don't think it provides as good a backup as some of the other services can, but you're right. It can be a backup. And, and if my backup solution was costing me that much per month and then it could wash out, that'd be pretty good. But my problem is it doesn't. My backup provider that I've chosen to use is Backblaze. I've talked about that before. And I get unlimited storage in that backup for $50 a year. There's limitations to it. It's not apples to apples here on what that back that cloud storage is and how it works. The four terabytes of Creative Cloud gives you uh, access to all of your photos on two computers, up to two computers, plus all your mobile devices and tablets. And and Backblaze, my Backblaze cloud backup will not. That doesn't it doesn't do that at all. It's not Backblaze is not a internet syncing service like Creative Cloud will be, or like Dropbox, for example, which I'll compare it to in just a second. So the problem is then you're talking about a difference of four hundred and eighty dollars a year. That's a nine hundred and sixty percent increase in expense to get kind of, I mean, a little more functionality, sure, but to get the cloud, just to say it's gonna now be the cloud backup and that saves me money, it's not. It's not gonna save me money at all. And in fact, if Adobe ever came to the point where they only offered the all new Lightroom CC and this creative cloud storage, that would price me right out of the market. There's no way as a hobbyist, I will ever swallow that pill. It's too expensive. It doesn't make sense anymore at that point. And that would be a massive problem. The second reason that I can't use it, well, actually, I guess there's three. And the second reason would be how buggy it is. It crashes constantly. And I, I just have major problems with, with both new versions of the software. And we're going to go detail some of those bugs at the latter half of the episode here. But the other big reason is, even if it worked, okay, even if the bugs were, were worked out, and even if the, the financing was more reasonable, I don't have the storage on a second computer to even make this work. So my primary workstation is a Windows computer where I have Lightroom and my massive catalog. And then I have a MacBook Pro that I use when I'm out and about and doing things on mobile, kind of. It's not mobile OS, but, you know, not at home. And uh, that MacBook Pro does not have a ton of storage. It has a 256 drive inside the computer and I have a, you know, I have an external drive I sometimes attach to it and a USB stick that I really have uh, been preferring and attached to it. But I don't have four terabytes always attached to that. And I don't want to have to be in a situation where I can't use Lightroom without attaching my four terabyte drive and, uh, and, and using it. Plus, I would have to start getting into a place where I'd have even a bigger drive and it's just not a good situation. It's not how I need it to work. I need to be able to selectively pick what stuff gets put in the cloud and what doesn't. And I hope that there's some room for Adobe. It sounds like Tom Hogarty's saying there's a possibility that they're going to go there someday and that, that they'll, if they get a lot of feedback, which is up to us to provide at feedback.photoshop.com, if we give them a bunch of feedback to say this doesn't work, then they're going to take that in consideration and hopefully we're going to see some changes to how this works. But as it's structured right now, it doesn't work for me on multiple levels. And that's that's a big problem. Now, let's. I wanted to compare the pricing real quick to Dropbox. So Dropbox offers for $10 a month, you can get one terabyte of storage, which is exactly the same price Adobe's charging, $10 per month per terabyte of storage. 
Uh, problem is Dropbox has in the plus account, that's that $10 a month, it's only one terabyte period. You can't pay more money and get more storage. To do that, you have to go to a business account, which uh, for $13 a month gives you two terabytes, which is kind of a little discount there on that second terabyte. And then if you need more, which I would need if I wanted to use that, I'd have to, uh, we'd have to contact Dropbox and kind of work with them on what the pricing is. They don't have just quoted pricing available on their site for it. And I've tried to contact them in preparation for this podcast. I haven't heard back yet. So I don't know what the cost is there, but it looks like Adobe's probably comparable. It's not more expensive. In fact, it's right on for the first terabyte. And I suspect that the reason they priced it the way they did was they already looked at the competitors and it's priced kind of the same way. So I yes, I think it's comparable to some of those solutions where you get that cloud syncing storage. But for me and my hobbyist use, it just doesn't work. It doesn't fit. And that's a, a major, major problem. Okay, I'm going to move on to the bugs that I'm seeing reported with Lightroom Classic CC mostly, although uh, the all-new Lightroom CC has plenty of issues too. But I'm going to focus on Classic since that's the thing that most of you are interested in, especially given the issues I've just de described with the all-new Lightroom CC and the storage problem. Uh, I, I imagine most of you are convinced you're going to go that way. So that's where I'm going to focus the rest of it. But first, I need to take a quick break here and thank the sponsor for this episode. That's the Improved Photography Retreat. We had our first ever Improved Photography Retreat in 2017. I'm so excited for the retreat in 2018. Uh, it's marked on my calendar and I just can't wait for it. If you've listened to the podcast for a while, you've heard us all recommend a workshop as one of the very best ways to improve your photography. And even as a hobbyist, I can attest to that being very, very true. Imagine the progress that you'd make if for a week only you made photography your first priority. And not only did you do that, but you are surrounded by experts and fellow photographers who are willing to help each other out. And that's what the retreat is all about. If your photography is improved by listening to these podcasts or interacting on our Facebook group, you'll be amazed by the progress that you'll make by attending the retreat. The retreat's being held March 22nd through the 24th in beautiful Charleston, South Carolina. And you can get your tickets today by heading over to improvephotographyretreat.com for just $459, and that's a really good price. If you ever looked at the pricing for workshops, you'll know that that's, that's like a quarter or even better price than, uh, than a lot of workshops. I also want to make sure you all remember that I'm doing a pre or a post retreat, it's not pre, post retreat workshop, where my wife and I are going to spend seven hours training photographers how to be a ninja with their camera, getting to know how to use that camera inside and out, we want the group to be really small so we can do a lot of individual hands-on training. So we have 10 spots for the workshop and several already taken. This retreat, this post-retreat workshop, it's a steal at just $250. So if you'd like to have your own personal photo taco experience, you can go over to jsharmanphotos.com slash workshop. That's J-S, stands for Jeff Susie, Harmon, H-A-R-M-O-N, photos, jsharmanphotos.com slash workshop and register for that today. All right, let's talk bugs. This <laughs> It's gonna take a while because there's a lot of them. Once again, just to reiterate, I cannot recommend any photographer who relies upon Lightroom to update, either to Lightroom Classic CC or the all new Lightroom CC. They're just not ready. And it's gonna probably become apparent as I walk through some of these bugs. This may be the very most buggy release of Lightroom I've ever seen. 
Um, I don't know. There's been some releases that I've also said to wait on, but I think this one just has more. <laughs> I've been using the software for about five years, and I think that's just the case. This is the buggiest release I've seen. My expectation for this episode, back when they released this, on the day that they released Lightroom Classic CC, I knew that this episode needed to be my review of Lightroom Classic CC because it was supposed to improve performance. They made a really big deal about how much faster this was going to be. And I thought that they even had taken some of what I have been trying to push so hard with Adobe in adding the culling module uh, where they're going to use the JPEGs that are embedded in the RAW files in order to improve the performance. So I knew that I needed to do that. And I intended to go through a whole bunch of my own hands-on testing, give you kind of some performance results about what I'm seeing. Unfortunately, the software's so buggy, I really couldn't make it through my performance testing. I tried a few times, and I'm not sure how other people have been able to make it test. And well, actually I am. I think one of the big bugs that I'll talk about in just a second is what's preventing me from being able to do this. Now, so the first thing though to start off with, where Lightroom CC 2015 was working well for me on both Windows 10 Fall Creators Update, that's the very most recent version of Windows 10, uh, and the very most recent version of Mac OS High Sierra, uh, that it was working great on both of those versions of the operating system. But when I upgraded to Lightroom Classic and the all-new Lightroom CC, it was crashing like crazy on both operating systems. So it wasn't specific to Windows or Mac on both of them. There was a lot of bugs crashing on launch, on exit, even in the middle. It just seemed like it was almost crashing more than not. Uh, and before you all try to help me troubleshoot my crashing issues, I've already poured through the Adobe forums since the release and I'm following all the big issues and trying all the workarounds that are all mentioned there. It hasn't really changed for me. The software just really needs some more time. These releases need to be worked through and I have had to, for the first time ever, I've had to revert back to the previous version. So I went back and actually there's a patch for the previous version. So I'm on Lightroom 2015.13 now on my Windows desktop because I actually need to get some work done. <laughs> I needed to get through some photo shoots and post-process them. So I, I had to, it was bad enough, I had to roll back. Speaking of going back to Lightroom 2015, this was a bug that was part of the initial release. And it was in you know conjunction with the conference that day of release. If you went and you tried to update on that day of the release, first off, a whole bunch of people never didn't even see the updates for a long time. And when they did, it wouldn't really let you go through without removing the previous version of both Lightroom and Photoshop. So if you were updating, it deleted the Lightroom class or Lightroom CC 2015 and Photoshop 2017, and it put down there Lightroom Classic CC and Photoshop 2018, Photoshop CC 2018. It didn't let you have both, and that turned out to be kind of a big problem because of all these bugs and these issues. People complain like, I've got to get back to the old version. And there was a way to do it, but they've revamped the Creative Cloud app and now you can do it. So if you need to, if you're hearing this, and you're like, oh yeah, that Lightroom Classic CC is not working well for me. I need to roll back. Uh, I recommend you roll back both Lightroom and Photoshop. I was not able to get it to round trip between Lightroom Classic, or sorry, Lightroom 2015 and Photoshop CC 2018. That's the newer version. I hoped that would work because I didn't think we'd have as many problems in Photoshop, but 
the, the round tripping was broken. I could not make it work. So I had to roll back both. And the way you do that, you can go in the Creative Cloud app and then you go down to the, the both Photoshop and Lightroom and to the right of both of those programs, there's these buttons that you can pick to upgrade. And then on each of those buttons to the right of side of the button, there's a little down arrow. If you click on the down arrow, then you can pick uh, other version and you can go find the other versions and add them. They have changed it so that now, uh, by default now, the Creative Cloud app allows you to run both. In fact, you can run all three versions of Lightroom at the same time, and you can run both versions of Photoshop at the same time, or have all of them installed at the same time. Um, I found, though, as I did that, that stuff just seemed to really get messed up and not work right. For example, that round tripping, even though I was in Lightroom CC 2015 on my workstation, Windows computer, and I had uh, Photoshop 2017 installed, the, the hotkey, the control E that you hit or command E on the Mac to go edit and round trip uh, automatically went, tried to go to Photoshop CC 2018 and it would fail. So I decided I had to remove it and just get back to Lightroom CC 2015 and Photoshop CC 2017. And uh, so that's what I recommend if you, if you need to roll back. All right, let's go through some of the bugs. There's actually too many to mention in <laughs> full detail here. So I've picked the highlights. I picked the ones that I'm most worried about. And the one I want to start with is the issue that I said I thought was probably preventing me from doing some meaningful testing as I wanted to test do performance testing on Lightroom Classic. Many are also seeing problems in the develop module. Two of them in particular that I want to mention, but there's others. Uh, one of them is the blacks or the shadows are being crushed really badly, or at least they seem like they are compared to where it was before. So that means they're, they're much, much darker. The shadows and the dark parts of the photos were really, really dark compared to how they were before the upgrade. And the other one is noise reduction. That's, uh, even though you've applied some noise reduction, it doesn't seem to be showing in the develop module in some cases and, uh, and that's a real problem too. So that's, that's not good. There's some bugs there. There's problems in the library module where people are seeing a gray screen instead of like the grid or the single photos, um, only gray and all the panels around it, but the gray in the middle in the library module or something they're calling ghosting, where if you switch from the grid view in the library module to a single photo view, you see part of the grid view show through the single photo. It's like ghosted through it. Uh, some some bad challenges there. Also, um, the grid in the library is getting out of sync with the strip in the library model at the module at the bottom. Meaning, like if you pick a photo in the grid view and then you the the one that's in the strip view that's highlighted, it's not the same photo. And if you did something in the strip view, like you right clicked on it or uh, pushed a key to to uh, reject it or rate it then you actually ended up rating or rejecting the wrong photo. And so some challenges there with the libra uh, library module. Some of the issues, the issues here that I've mentioned have workarounds in the link. So if you have seen some of these and you want some help with them, you can go hit those links in the show notes and see if there's a workaround that you can try to do. A lot of the workarounds do seem to require you to download a file and replace a file in the, the Lightroom folder uh, so that you turn on a specific configuration or turn off a specific configuration. Um, it, mostly these look like they are things that they tried to add to Classic, Lightroom Classic CC, 
to improve performance. And now because there's bugs with it, stuff that's not working right, they're saying, well, if you turn it off so you don't get that performance benefit that we thought we'd get there, then you'll get the old feature, the old way it functions. And that seems to be helping in a lot of these cases, but yet you have to have a little bit of a technical solution to go through. And of course the performance benefit goes away and it just seems like it's not worth the battle right now. It's not worth whatever features are in classic CC, which there's a couple. We're not gonna go through that in this episode, but uh, that's my recommendation is just not worth trying to battle through this yet. Just stick with 2015 for right now until they have a chance to work through these issues. Um, some other issues then, I still have a couple left to go through. Uh, there's photo merging, like doing HDR panoramas. That's been a problem for some. When they start the merge, it just stops making progress. So you get those progress bars when you're doing a merge, if you've ever seen that before, and it just stops and it never finishes. And they have to kill Lightroom and restart it and it just doesn't work. So that's that's really not good. And the final one was really kind of uh, an issue for me in particular because my workflow utilizes this. It's the ability to import uh, another catalog over the network. So um, this is the case where, like I mentioned earlier, when I am not at home and I want to do some editing in Lightroom, I'll create a brand new temporary catalog, just totally empty new catalog. I'll import photos that I do, I shoot on the road and do some light editing there. When I get back home, I export that catalog and import it into Lightroom. And so, and that works really, really well. I love that. And sometimes I've done that over the network, although the network is slow enough in my house that it's much faster to export to a USB drive and then import it from there. And this issue is kind of specific to doing this over the network. People have found that if they tried to import a catalog on another computer over the network, that Lightroom Classic CC is telling them it doesn't seem to be a valid Lightroom catalog. And, uh, and so that's, that's not good either. It kind of indicates that there's something that they've changed there that's causing some problems. It makes me worry about the reliability of being able to use that process now that I really like and prefer over a lot of other ways to bring those edits into my main Windows workstation after I've done some remotely. All right, so those are kind of the highlights of the bugs. You can see kind of there's issues kind of throughout Lightroom Classic CC, crashing problems, problems with the display and how it's working, problems with syncing. It's it's really kind of a challenge. It's just totally not worth the effort right now to try to run the software. Hold off. I hope it's going to get better really, really soon. But for now, it's just not worth the, the effort. The one, the biggest upside to Lightroom Classic was supposed to be the performance. Like I mentioned, I couldn't find, I couldn't validate that because I had too many challenges, but there were some that did. My friends over at Puget Systems somehow managed to get things through some testing and they have a really good blog post. I'll include that in the show notes or you can just search Puget Systems Lightroom Classic and you'll be able to find that blog post. Their testing showed some pretty good improvements in performance. So here's kind of how they broke it down. 15 to 90% faster on import. That's massive on the 90% side anyway. That's just a huge, huge difference. And I'd love to have that and see that, but I, I can't validate it because of the bugs. Uh, exporting images, 28% faster. So that's really good. Generating smart previews, 230 to 370% faster. That's incredible. That's amazing. That's something we really, really need. And that's awesome. Uh, scrolling through photos and develop without previews. So this would be when you import, you don't build smart previews and you don't build previews. You just import with the embedded in sidecar setting. 
and they saw that the scrolling in the develop module was between 30 and 75% faster when you did it that way, which is my workflow anyway, and I'd really love to see that speed improvement. When they did the same testing though, scrolling in the develop module with smart previews generated, it was about 14% slower in Lightroom Classic. So they're definitely expecting a specific workflow in Lightroom Classic CC, or you don't see some of the performance benefits. In fact, it got worse. So there's some good potential there. I really hope Adobe can squash the bugs really fast so that I can begin using Classic CC and, uh, and get those performance benefits. It would be really really helpful. All right. So that's kind of the roundup of the review. I wish that I could have given the full performance review like I wanted to do, but uh, I thought it was important to give you kind of this update and give you some detail about why it is. I am personally not going to be using Lightroom Classic CC or the all new Lightroom CC for the time being. I hope it changes soon. That's it for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. As a quick reminder, you can suggest topics for the show through the Improved Photography Podcast Facebook group. And that's, but you can just search Improve Photography Podcast in Facebook. I need to remind you because we've had tons of people requesting access. It's a closed group to make sure we keep the bots out and the, and the marketers that want to go take advantage of our, our big group. Um, it, you have to answer the question when you go to ask to join and you have to provide the name of a host. And I don't even care if you get the spelling right, but if you don't answer the question, we're going to delete your request. You're not going to get in. And if you answer the question, uh, you can use me, Jeff Harmon, as, as a name of a host and be able to join that group. It's a really fun group to be a part of. You can also contact the podcast by Instagram messaging at phototacopodcast or email phototacopodcast at gmail.com. No question is too basic or too complicated for the show. If I don't know the answer to the question, I'll find someone who does or I'll study up until I become an expert on the topic. Be sure to head over to The Mothership, too. That makes this all possible at ImprovedPhotography.com. The writers over there are incredible. They're producing some seriously good content. I am learning things a lot by reading those articles that are different and new and updated every day. Photo tips, gear, news, recommendations. It's all there. And it is the very best way to improve your photography. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of improved photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a permission is reserved. Olay!